Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, and I do like to run. Life is busy, but one thing is for certain. With God, nothing is impossible. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Encouraged podcast. I want to say how beyond grateful I am for the continued support of this ever-growing community. If you're a newbie, I want to say welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. And don't forget to subscribe so you can tune in to all the new and past episodes that are sure to drive you onward. Now let's dive in. Have you ever looked back and thought about the timeline of your life and considered the big tickers or hinge moments, if you would, on your own timeline? You know, those moments that taught you invaluable lessons or shaped you to be the person you are today? Then listen in and listen up to this conversation that I had with my dear friend, Gwen Wiscount. Gwen takes on her own incredible journey of life as she reflects on the forks in the road, the big decisions in life she had to make. She speaks to tackling them by having a faith over fear mentality and seeking the road less traveled. It's a good thing she did because now she's a partner in her own business and taking the world by storm. She leads with enthusiasm, wisdom, growth mindset, and adventurous spirit. It's contagious, you guys. In addition to her impressive career journey, she is so passionate about giving back to others. She sponsors and supports the nonprofit organization called Flying Kites. And if you want to know more about this amazing nonprofit organization, I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes. So now all you have to do is hang tight with us as we start this conversation that will be sure to inspire, empower, and encourage you to show up and be the change. Let's go. We are going to get ready to talk to my friend, Gwen Wiscount, who is here with me, who I admire so much for not only just her heart, but her passion to live life out to the absolute fullest. So how are you, Gwen? Welcome aboard. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you get to hang out today. Um, So for all of you who don't necessarily know Gwen, uh, she is amazing. And you're going to even get to know her a little bit more because not only um, am I a podcast junkie, but so is my friend Gwen. And so I think it will be really great if we picked her brain a little bit today and asked her what are some top you know, podcasts you're listening to nowadays that are just filling up your tank? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So a couple that I've been listening to regularly, and then others that are newer, I would say my first one is uh, a podcast by NPR called How I Built This. It's really fun stories of founders of how they actually built their companies. And these are very well known brands. So for example, you can hear SoulCycle, um, Burton Snowboards, Patagonia, and you're actually hearing it right from the founders themselves. Wow. The <laughs> next, it's pretty incredible. I, true or false, I did <laughs> cry at the Burton snowboard one. It was pretty impactful. I think um, it's pretty, pretty accurate. True. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And then there's a, there's a newer podcast actually that just came out called Hello, Rebecca Ray. Um, cool. She's actually a therapist out of Australia. And I just she only has a couple episodes out so far, but I keep re-listening to a lot of what she's saying. Um, Her topics really touch on, I think, very meaningful topics that people want to know about, but they don't know how to go about 
educating themselves on. So for example, you talk about fear, um, a part about being in progress and kind of versus going towards that destination and also about like negative self-talk. So I just find her super inspiring and helpful and kind of her perspective. Oh, I love that. Hello, Rebecca Ray. I'm going to write that one yes. down. <laughs> yes. And then this is obviously, I think a lot of people now are on the the Rise bandwagon, we'll say, but Rise podcast by Rachel Hollis. I think she just does an excellent job, has really good speakers. Um, and, you know, no matter what episode it is, I always find myself walking away with a little nugget of inspiration or motivation that is extremely timely for where I'm at in that, you know, hour, day, week, what have you. Oh, yeah. I definitely listen to her as well. And her books. I both, I read both yeah. of her books. Um, well, the, the more popular, I think more um, to what she speaks to on the rise is, yes. uh, you know, girl, wash your face and girls have apologizing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those. Exactly. And I would say from a bonus, I would say, Jackie, you've done an amazing job with this podcast. Um, oh, I have wow. been listening to a lot of the more recent ones. And I just, you know, the guests you bring on, hearing their stories. I just finished the one yesterday, I guess two days ago with Abby Weaver. And I personally can't wait to get back to um, back to home where I came from and yeah. uh, visit Prest. Um, I'm really excited to see as far as what she's done for the community there and, you know, be a part of that. Oh my gosh. Yes. You'll love it. And the microbrew that's coming in that she's paying is amazing. And I can't even wait for that. You cannot <laughs> wait. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Absolutely. Well, great choices. I, I love them. I love them all. And I can't wait to check them out. I think that gives everyone just a little glimpse of, you know, what sparks your inspiration as well. And, um, and just kind of pulling you along and pressing the needle forward for you. I think everyone needs those little things in their life that presses the needle forward a little bit um, and helps us to pivot because life is, I don't know, it's all about pivoting, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, lately. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's take us, our listeners back on a journey. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, some tickers on your timeline that led you to this season in life. Um, so take it away, Gwen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, it's funny, I when I, I do this a lot, where I look at my kind of my own timeline of like, how did I get here? And right. I have very specific kind of like touch points that I always go back to of like, this was my like hinge moment. Um, and it started for me, um, actually right out of college. So I went to school at Bloomsburg University, obviously from Pine Grove, so very small town, stayed pretty close to home from a college perspective. But after college, I, I wanted to get out. I wanted to spread my wings. I wanted to just go very pathless traveled. And um, I actually got a job offer um, from a, an alumni at Bloomsburg who I met on the sidelines as a cheerleader at Bloomsburg. And I met him on the sidelines. Um, he didn't approach me. I actually approached him, started a conversation. So he at that point knew who I was. Um, I also worked in the football office, so the co- the coaches knew me, so I had a good relationship with them. And long story short, I got a call one day uh, after college saying, when do I want to move, to, asking a question of when do I want to move to Florida? And okay. yeah, and in that same day, I was also given the opportunity for my dream job at Hershey, where I was. So I was I had this like massive fork in the road, and it's like, okay, well, this is my hinge moment, like, what am I going to pick? And I chose to go to Florida to take that job. So two weeks later, I moved to Florida. Um, It was, yeah, one of the best decisions I ever made. But that also then put my my decision to go there, then put my kind of life in kind of the trajectory that I'm on right now. Because in that role, I covered the New England area. So I was up in New England all the time, 
where I actually met um, a mentor of mine. And that mentor is actually now my business partner today. So I got to, uh, you know, I I told, I was very real with him about where I was um, looking for a change. And I just had a really honest conversation with him. And I said, you know, and I remember saying this, I remember being slightly, I just, I felt I was being vulnerable when I shared this. And I said, I know this sounds crazy, but I just want to go work for a startup. When for a company that can build from the ground up, I just want to be a part of that. Um, loved the job I was in, but I was at the point where, you know, money didn't make me happy. I, I wanted to really put something in, I want to put my life and myself into something that was bigger than me. Um, you know, Jack, you obviously probably know this, but, and maybe some of the listeners know too, but, you know, I come from Align the Family Businesses, Align the Family Entrepreneurs. So it's always been in my blood and I've grown up this way. So wanting to create something out of nothing has always been something I wanted to do. So he pretty much gave me a call one day and said, hey, I want to start a sales and marketing company. Do you want in? And I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, cool. I'll call you tomorrow. Two weeks later, I was transitioning out of my sales manager role at the time. And then also we started the company. Um, So that was, it'll be six years ago, October 1st. And since that time, we started as, you know, it was two business two founders. I was employee number one. Two years later, I became partner. We now have about 45 employees, clients globally, work with any industry, and I'm now our chief revenue officer. So essentially, I am responsible for all new revenue, new clients coming into our company. Essentially, you just crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, I was given a lot of hinge moments, and I just pushed the door that I was given, and I took advantage of it. Yeah. And I think what makes you want to take advantage of it? Because I think a lot of people in your position, like they want to do these things, but maybe they stop a little bit, you know, they're afraid, um, you know, of failing maybe. I mean, I know for me in particular, sometimes that is one big thing that just kind of pause, like I paused too Mm -hmm. long um, in the moment where then maybe I miss that opportunity. You know, I guess maybe what would be something that you would, would even say to somebody who's at that moment, they've got this opportunity you know, here's a lifetime job, but here's going to a different state and yeah. trying this. Like, you know, how did you know, like, I guess even what was that guiding force to say, no, this is what I want yeah. you to do. Um, I don't know. What is that? What is that thing that like tells you, okay, this is maybe the route you should be taking. Maybe the one less travel. Yeah. I yeah. I, uh, it, it's funny. I, I had two conversations that always have stuck with me. Um, the one was, I will never forget. I was driving back to my internship at the time from the Hershey interview. And I called my mom. I was actually driving on, I think it's called front street it, it, or Mark. It's the, I mean, it's market street. It's the, it's the one street that's right by the river in downtown Harrisburg. And I'll never forget. Oh, I yeah, called yeah, her and yeah, I said, yeah. mom, I just got a, the offer for Hershey. And she's like, that's great. I said, yeah, but I also got a job offer in, in Florida. And she goes, well, you know what you have to do? And I said, no, I, I, I don't. She goes, well, you have to you have right. to go to Florida. Like Florida is the unknown. Like, you know what Hershey's like, you've been there now for four years. You know, you could always come back. She's like, but you know, at this point, Florida is the unknown. You know, I think you should the, I think you should go the unknown. And she was right. And, and deep down, that's what I wanted to do. But I think I just needed help to reinforce that decision. And then the second conversation was with one of my um, uh, bosses in my very first internship at Hershey. Um, she said, you know, Gwen, nothing is permanent. And I, I always say nothing is permanent other than babies and red wine in white carpet. <laughs> <laughs> like those are the only things that are actually permanent in life. But um, 
But I, I actually think of those two conversations all the time, because when I'm given opportunity where it's like, yes, this is a risk I'm taking, a change I'm making, at the end of the day, nothing's permanent. It, I, I look for those opportunities for a low, road less traveled, the unknown, but if I get into it and I don't like it or I'm unhappy, I can always go back. I could always do something else. I'm not stuck where I'm at in the decisions or the choices I've made. Mm. So for me, you know, I think that, you know, perhaps it's, it's easier for me because it is only me. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, a family yet as far as making those decisions on, but I obviously absolutely at some point will have to make those decisions for not only myself, but for other people. Um, but I, I think sure. it's just being okay with, you know, make a decision, see how it feels and know that, you know, you're not stuck in that decision. Like you can pivot and just like you said, the pivoting, but I also think that, you know, there's so much to be learned in those experiences. So even if you take a job and yeah. you're there for a year and you don't like it, well, you, you have a year of learnings and exposure and maybe an industry that you didn't even know you didn't have that before. Yeah, no, I love that. So here's what I'm envisioning is like, you just chose, okay, mom was like, here's comfort. It's cozy, mm-hmm. it's cute, but is it going to help you to grow? And I think a lot of times, like, I mean, maybe she shouldn't say that particularly, but I often imagine like if people are like, oh, I'm taking this job, it's for comfort. Is it really like, what, what makes it co- like, why mm-hmm. comfort? You know, yes, we all want to be comfortable, but if we all get so complacent or comfort um, becomes the goal, like, then how are we growing? Yeah, Do you completely. I mean? And I love that whether you realize it or not, like, I feel like every hinge moment you had, you chose growth over complacency and, you know, the going through the motions. I think a lot of times we all get stuck and think that we have to keep going. Uh, you know, I imagine like a, like a guinea mm-hmm. pig wheel, like just going around yeah. and around, and around or a hamster wheel going around and around and around, but like you can get off anytime yeah. you want, you know what Absolutely. I mean? And I think giving yourself permission to do that and say, okay, you know what, this was fun, but I'm going to try something new and step out onto a new path is, is really great. And you've done this so many times more, Gwen. I mean, I don't know, like the, the big ticker on your timelines, I think really show that, that you've just stepped out of the comfort zone and you, and you went for it. So I guess, how has that shaped your future and, and what experiences have you had that maybe are out of the box, um, because like you said, you grew up in a small town and, and, and things like that, which I, I think maybe even, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I think out of this small town where you grew up, of, I think a lot of people have this mm-hmm. value, you know, of life and um, have really chose to make it what you want, you know, um, which is something I think that you've done. You've made life what you want it to be, regardless of coming out of a small town. So again, back to that question, I guess, how has that shaped your future? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say it's forced me to, I, I always say I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for where I came from because I think that's like what has grounded me. But I also think that has what's given me the opportunity to be so thirsty for exposure and experience. Um, whether it's, you know, being on planes most of my professional career you know, traveling in other cities or states or what have you, or, you know, then having the opportunity to go overseas and seeing different cultures out there. You know, I, I would say that that's really been a, a large part of what I value. Um, for for me, I would say, if I could go back to, um, you know, maybe some like, by being so much of a change maker. And by being someone who seeks out the road less traveled, I would say that there 
it's allowed me to develop into who I am. Um, you know, even just moving down to Tampa, like I moved there without knowing anyone. Um, and then four years later, I asked to be relocated to Boston. Like I asked to go there again. I didn't know anyone, but forcing myself and making those decisions um, without kind of that safety net, if you will, it really forced me to start from scratch, you know, like build a new life in Tampa, build a new life in Boston, meet new friends, find a new gym, find a new church, just get my, my, build my little life, if you will, there. And I think for me, it's, I actually, I love, I don't want to say I love starting from scratch, but I love change. And I just love newness of meeting people and places that that's ultimately like what feeds me. Um, But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you know, when I know that when I start getting like, you know, wonky or just like I start getting too stressed out, I go home. I go home back to central PA, see my family, hang out, you know, and and it's like, that's kind of like my little safe haven to like kind of recharge myself before kind of going back out into the world. Um, And that's just, that's what it is to me, at least. That's that's what it has always been to me. Yeah. So recharge and all, what are some bigger um, things that you've done. I mean, I know you've been on so many adventures. You climbed mountains when like come on. <laughs> who does that? You talk about change and you're like, make it seem like it's this easy thing, but you literally climbed a mountain and you worked with kids in, in Kenya and, um, or yeah, you're right. a different place. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I was like, I think that's yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, can you speak to that? Like, so you have this thought, this dream, and then you just gun it, you mm-hmm. go for it you know, where is that like? Yeah. Um, so I, I got hooked up with a nonprofit and, you know, giving and supporting nonprofits has always been one of um, the things that's cornerstone to one of my whys. If you think of like life, it's like, well, why are you doing things? Right. It's typically, well, because of my family or because it makes me feel good. It's one of my whys is uh, why I do what I do is that I, I, I want to create wealth that I can then give to others to have a more meaningful impact and create like essentially ripples in life, if you will. So I say that because I got hooked up with a company. And again, this was by fate. It was a hinge moment. I saw a post online about it and uh, the company or the the nonprofits called flying kites. And they are, uh, it's a school over in Kenya. They're headquartered here in Boston, but the school and all of the facilities are over in Kenya. And I've been so fortunate to go there now twice and really actually to be on campus, live on campus, meet these students and really see the difference that we're making with these kids. So that opportunity for me, I think was, it was really impactful as far as understanding and just giving me a different perspective. I think that, yeah, when I moved to Florida, it was different because obviously Florida and Pennsylvania are very different. Moving to Boston, obviously Florida versus Boston, very different. But for me, actually getting to Kenya and seeing what I saw and what I continue to see, but also being so hopeful for what we're building for those students is one of the things that drives me. Um, At Flying Kites, you know, their kind of tag is that we believe that education is the pathway out of poverty. So this is a school for children that are extremely at risk, very much in poverty, it's an opportunity for them to be given an education that will essentially launch, launch them in a direction that they couldn't, they could not even imagine. Um, And through that experience, I was able to, I was given the opportunity 
I was actually at a, a, a kickoff event and I met the founder of Flying Kites and she convinced me to climb Mount Kilimanjaro on behalf of the organization three months later. Uh, my goal was to do it a year from now or a year from that point because I was in the process of training and running a marathon. And she was like, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. You can do it. So, of course, I did it. So it was yeah. it was awesome. It was a seven day hike. Um, we raised uh, we the goal was to raise money that went directly right back to the students and building um, out some different initiatives that we were launching at the time. One was um, school school breakfast, which a lot of these kids, you know, they come to school hungry. We, of course, feed them at lunch, but then they go home and their next meal will not be until the next day when they when they come back to school. So for right. me, you know, getting exposure, being over there, seeing what I did, but also having it fuel me to have that type of perspective to then, you know, be almost like a megaphone for them that when I come back here, my my goal is to, you know, the reality is that there are a lot of people that will never be able to see what I saw over there. They're never going to have an opportunity to get to Kenya and see these students firsthand. So for me, it's it's encouraging and it, it inspires me to want to talk about it and share it because when you meet these students, you see their faces, you see what they've been through and just more importantly, like where they're going, it, it just sparks something yeah. in me that I cannot describe other than hope. Yeah. Oh, so good. Hope. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think, feel like you've given them the opportunity to keep dreaming to keep hoping to even for them to take the road less traveled on and to equip them with an education. I feel like that's something even all around our nation and in the world, if we can equip kids with education, mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. So I'm very passionate Absolutely. about that. If we can give them an education, I mean, it's something for them to put their mm-hmm. feet on, you know, and that can take them to different places, whatever their strengths may be. But, um, but to give them that education is their Completely. way out, you know, of, of maybe something of poverty or something that's not necessarily the, the great, the greatest of Absolutely. I completely agree. And, and that's the thing too. It's, it's not only over in Kenya, right? This is happening in our own backyards. There's, there's ways to give and support in our own communities. It doesn't have to be, you know, how many hundred thousand yeah. miles away. Yeah. And I think you're, you're realizing that though, like that, okay. You literally went from, okay, here's my backyard and here's the town I grew up in. And then you went like a bigger, you know, circumference around like, okay, here's the, this community in Florida. And then there's this community, I, you know, in, in Boston. And then, you know, I'm going to travel over here to a whole different country, a whole different setting and embrace that as well and learn. I just think that um, for anyone, especially as a woman who is not necessarily, um, I mean, I don't know, you're just not afraid. Like just, I don't know. I think I've been like questioning it, but yet you just had this faith, like everything is just going to work mm-hmm. out, I think, too, in the end, um, just to just go for it, to not be afraid or hold yourself back from um, change or, or doing something or being the change. Yeah, there was, I, I had, uh, I used to have uh, something hanging in my room, it said, um, let your faith be bigger than your fear. And it is mm. so true. At the end of the day, like fear is what holds everyone back. And that's why a lot of people stay in, stay where they are, don't make change, stay in, you know, unhappy um, situations or roles. It's because they're afraid of, of making the change. And, and the reality is that if you let the fear kind of consume you and don't have enough faith that it will work out, you know, change, movement and action is the biggest thing that people are afraid to take. But I. Oh, that's so good. Can you just repeat <laughs> that? Say it louder for the I, people in the back. I needed to hear that movement. And in action, right? I think so, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> just that you need to go back and replay that because that was so, so good. Just like movement in itself is like just take one step forward. But looking at that one step forward, it can literally give us tunnel vision. I don't, I don't know. It's a, even for me, like that's me in particular. And maybe it's more people than just me, but I can sometimes give myself this tunnel vision like, Ooh, that's scary. Like, even if it's something I've done over mm-hmm. and over and over again, but if I come back to it, I'm like, are you sure you, you got this? And then it's like, yes, you know what? I'm going to have a little yeah. faith here in myself that God, God is equipped mm-hmm. to do this and it's going to be all Absolutely. right. You know? It's also, you know, looking for those types of like stepping out. Yes, this is such a silly example, but yesterday, you know, I, I, I now obviously work from home because we can't go in the office. And I just kind of got, got caught up in my head over, I'm in sales. So of course, every, and it's, you know, at nearing end of month and everyone's freaking out all the time and myself including, but um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I was, I was in my little tunnel of like anxiety and like anxiousness around like what was happening. And I walked down the street to grab my lunch and just being outside and like feeling the air and seeing like seeing this quote, big world out there. I was like, it just puts things in perspective of like, why are you freaking out? Like, it, it's like yes. you just came out of this little box and this is the world like you're okay you're fine now go back in and do it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that's so true though like I if you get caught up and I know I can get caught up of just like feeding into like oh my gosh you're that's it you've got corona like <laughs> and although this yes this is a real it's a real thing and I shouldn't be probably so candid about it but I think sometimes my own mind can can paralyze like the fear of it all the anxiety of it all can paralyze me from from living out life. And I think we're just Mm -hmm. meant to live and take some chances, even if the world looks a little bit different. I think everyone needs to hear that. Like you have permission to live life to the fullest, regardless of, of what the state Mm -hmm. we're in and be creative about it. You know, Um, I think just asking God for that wisdom on, on how to creatively step out on your own, um, even with these kind of restrictions in life. And it doesn't have to be something big, like switching a job. Even if it's like, hey, I want to start walking 15 minutes every day before work because I just want 15 minutes with my own thoughts and feelings and, you know, without my kids or what have you, or without music, just like having those 15 minutes of, you know, personal time, like build into your schedule. That, that's, that's, a, that's still a change that you're making. And, you know, it's those little changes that time over time will start making you want to take other types of changes and choices. Yeah, to know that you've carved out time for this. Oh, I, you know what? I can maybe even carve out a little bit more time for this. That's better exactly. for me. Because sometimes I know I carve out time for things that I'm like, that is not <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it is. But it's all about filling your tank, too. It's like, you know, making sure that you're able to give to yourself. That way you are full before you give to other people. And I think that whether it's a job or you're a mom, it's like you're, your day is around giving to other people. And it's so easy, just like yeah. by the end of the day, it's like you're exhausted. And it's like, well, yeah, I signed up for this. It's like, yes, you signed up to create these little humans and, you know, put them out into the world as being, you know, the best human beings as we possibly can. But at the end of the day, if, if you're not your full self and you're not feeding your own self, you know, are you able to be present and give the type of, you know, attention, if you will, to your job or kids or what have you? Yeah. Will we miss opportunities because we're not paying attention to that or miss opportunities with our kids or miss opportunities to um, just speak boldly when we need Mm -hmm. to be or make a change when we need to make a change um, and kind of get out of the going through the motions thing. So you're right. Like, yeah, definitely filling up 
my tank either it's through podcasting like you said like podcasts are usually really good because you can consume them by doing like, tons of different things <laughs> that's what I do <laughs> and, yeah and I love and then reading too like I know um you're such a reader so I think that just also builds up um and gives you some sort of confidence too like depending on what you're reading right but um or just an enjoyment of just like remembering like um what's mm-hmm. important in life absolutely too. I completely agree um, yeah. So anyway, we're going to switch here gears. I'm going to ask you another question here. Um, so on social media, there was this black and white picture. And I think it's like this big hashtag challenge where women take a snapshot, a picture of them and it's black and white. And then they say challenge is accepted or challenge accepted. And it's really just this women empowerment movement. And, um, and you went ahead and you, you did that. And I saw yours. It was so beautiful. And I thought you're so you know, beautiful inside and out, but you had some reservations about doing this mm-hmm. post. Can you t- explain to me why? Cause I, I think that's intrigued, intrigued me. I was like, Ooh, why, why? Yeah. About it. Yeah. And, it, and thank you for that. And I actually had um, some friends and family members message me after I'm like, well, you know, it's for this, this reason. And like, well, it, they we're doing this because of this movement. And I'm like, but are we, and do the people that actually post it know that? So, you know, for me, I struggled with it, with it, if I wanted to participate and which seems really odd for people who know me, um, I'm very, you know, I'm love empowering women. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm very much, you know, I am woman, hear me roar type. (laughs) So um, there was a lot of back and forth on what the meaning of the movement was. And a lot of the publications I was reading, um, you know, what it was trying to raise awareness of. And there was also a lot of outlets that were, you know, unfortunately poking fun out of it. And for me, it wasn't so much of the what it stood for, but rather how people were participating. Um, and again, this is just my point of view. It's 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 not meant to push it, my perspective on anyone else. It's just it's something that when I kept seeing it, just started stirring up this energy inside of me that like was more just like frustration versus empowerment. And I I, I had to sit with myself and kind of dig into why I was feeling that. Um, but it just, you know, for me, yeah. it, just, it rubbed me the wrong way, but it also for me brought to light and it reminded me of just how far we still have yet to go for women in other countries. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, it, it was, it was a lot kind of going on internally around as I was consuming that information. And, you know, that day I actually read an email from flying kites. Um, we have a really amazing group over there called, uh, it's a organization called girls United and it's focused on empowering um, confidence and security for the the girls in our in our school and our school networks. And one of the things that they had said is that um, because of the uh, amount of school closures, and this has now put vulnerable girls at, girls at risk, increased risk both physically, emotionally, and academically. That government officials have seen a record number of pregnancies across primary school age girls, which just so everyone knows it's under grade eight from the following wow. five months of school closures. So that's how much girls are at risk over there and how they are viewed and targeted. And, you know, reading that and seeing the movement, it just, it put me in this kind of like whirlwind of like just emotion of like, I'm just frustrated. And then I stopped to think of like, okay, well, how can I allow this frustration to fuel me, if you will? And what, and what, what can I do about mm. it? So for me, and I say that respectfully, because again, this is just my point of view and how I felt, but it kind of made me think of, you know, what are these women who are participating doing that are actually supporting women in real life? 
Um, like what action is taking place beyond the beautiful black and white photo with a one caption line, or even maybe not even a caption and just putting the hashtag. Um, for me, I just, I think that there's so much more we can do to support women and support each other. You know, just asking ourselves, you know, how are we showing up for women in our community? How are you showing up for the woman or the mom down the street? Um, how are you showing up for your friend group? Almost like take inventory of how you're supporting other women, you know, both in your community and then maybe beyond. Um, I forget where I heard this, but it was something that I, I thought of and I try to share this, which is, you know, even just take inventory of the service providers you work with, um, you know, doctors, therapists. Um, accountants, lawyers, insurance brokers, like who are those people that you're paying for their services? And are they male or female? And, and it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's, it's whoever can do the job the best. But I think so oftentimes it's, that's an opportunity for us to, to be more mindful and be more selective with the types of people that we're, that we're giving business to and we're supporting. It sounds such a, like a, a little way, but I, I think it really goes a long way. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. So and it was that, but then it was also, and then it kind of turned more to empowerment and encouragement. And it made me realize how much more we had to do for each other. And then for that, of course, I decided to participate. And I also really, to your point, I spoke to why I was participating. Um, first, because I had a lot of powerful women role models early in my career that allowed me to see myself in them, in those leadership roles. Um, and a lot of this came out of when I was just in internships at Hershey, seeing these powerhouse females in these, you know, C-level roles, VP-level roles, just crushing life. Um, you know, that was in encouraging to me to see them. And, and I actually am still quite close and communicate to a lot of them to this day, you know, many, many years later. Um, but the, you know, reality is that I also had a lot of um, male mentors as well. And uh, if I look back at after I left my internships uh, to now, a lot of my mentors have been men. And I actually attended a, a webinar series the other day. It was specific for females, but was so, I think, jarring for me was that three out of the four panelists that were all uh, chief of sales, VP of sales uh, level, they said three out of the four said that their mentors have always been men. And I was like, same. And there's so many people like respond to being like, same, same, a thousand percent, same, same. And I'm like, this is a problem. Like, why are we not trying to help each other as females in business or, you know, whatever kind of path of life you're in, in order to help build each other up from a female perspective and just, you know, leveraging our learnings to help, you know, uh, impact others and give that wisdom to others. So, you know, mm. it, it, it it made me realize that I, I wanted to be more vocal about this topic. Um, and I put myself out there, you know, offering myself as a resource for other women, you know, whether it's they're working in business and sales or, you know, just in general. Um, my goal is just, you know, lift up other women that, you know, younger than me, older than me, what have you. I just think that there's so much more we can be doing to help each other. And yeah. then I actually this talk about like hinge moments and taking a risk. I, um, I do a lot with uh, Bloomsburg with the alumni network uh, and their professional development group where I go back and I um, speak to the students um, and I do panels and, you know, mock interviews and what have you. And my, my goal in doing that is that my goal is to be a liaison between academia and the real world, because I, I think there's so much that happens in the real world that just academia does not prepare you for. 
And I think Bloomsburg's doing an amazing yeah. job right now with a lot of their new programs to actually bridge that gap, which is phenomenal. But I, I used, I, have, I had a conversation going because I'm doing this little kind of series for them right now, but I, I planted a seed. Again, this is just me being, you know, hey, I'm going to just put this out there and see what happens. You know, I'm going to take a risk. And if they laugh in my face, okay, whatever. At least I said something. But I messaged the woman that I work with there and I said, you know, um, there's been a lot of discussion in the female groups I'm a part of around how there's lack of females working in sales right now. And we believe it's lack of education, like females picking to or working or I'm sorry, studying business or communications in, in college. They don't know what that role actually means. And then for that, I said, you know, I would love the opportunity to speak with students around what it actually means to be in sales, what it actually means to be a female in sales. So, you know, I guess, you know, going back to uh, kind of the point around the, you know, hashtag challenge accepted and the black and white picture and women empowerment. For me, I guess, you know, looking back, what started as empowerment and participating in the movement for me turned to frustration. Uh, but that ultimately led me and fueled me and empowered me to take action. And, you know, for me, it was I'm looking yes. to create change and be part of that change versus just, you know, kind of staying where we are. Yeah. And you know, you said something really important there. I think, and everyone maybe could take this away too. And I know I'm taking it away, but community is really important. So behind, there's this quote that says behind every successful woman is a tribe of other yes. successful women who have her back. And I think the more we lift each other up, the more we educate each other. And, and maybe that is through like avenues like podcasts and blogs and, and articles and books. Um, but the more we empower each other, the more we lift each other up, um, the stronger we mm-hmm. kind of become because when we look back, like the higher we go, like on a, on a staircase, let's just imagine a staircase. And if the more we hire, the higher we head up these steps, you know, the more we move. And if we see, and we look back this down the staircase and we see all the women who have helped yes. us, it would just bring a smile to my face, you know, looking back at all the different people and, and in teaching, it's, it's kind of a little bit easier to navigate women who are, you know, definitely, um, who are empowering. But I, I love that you said, um, eight, Ages, ages mm-hmm. not a limit necessarily as when you're a woman. Like, I don't know. I think when you're young, um, you kind of just look at your own circle and, but really the people who have inspired me are the people who are older mm-hmm. than me, like who became a mentor, you know, as a, as a mom or as a, you know, businesswoman. Like, I don't know. Um, I think everyone who kind of, um, knows me as a kid knows that I used to babysit for this family, um, the Capulets and Kathy I, to this day, I mean, shout out to her she was one woman who was like in the workforce and she was working at, out of her home and she, I would babysit and, but she would just have uh, so much um, drive. And I was like, Ooh, I've, I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Like my mom was a stay at home mom and nothing wrong with that at all, but I didn't see that world. Yeah. Yet. You know what I mean? I wasn't exposed to it. And to see that and going, Oh, you can have a family and that like, in just my small minded little kid world, I'm like, Oh wait, that's actually something that can actually happen. Um, that, that changed things mm-hmm. for me, you know, like, Oh, I could be a teacher and have a family or I can do this. I can, you know, just enabled me to think outside the box. And I think that's a lot. Like as a, as a young girl, you want, as a teacher, I want to empower young girls to think outside the box. You can do anything. Absolutely. Right. Um, and take the opportunities that are ahead of you. I think that's something to be said as well, but community is for sure a, a backbone um, when you climb those steps and just even people, even for me, it's like in teaching, um, not to a completely off a tangent, but in teaching, like there's just c- complete, um, 
it just makes it more, I don't know, satisfying knowing that I got to where I am today, looking back and I can see all these women's mm-hmm. faces, um, you know, who've helped support me and not to say that there wasn't men- mentors as well, like you said, but um, it's just, it does something good for the soul when you can connect to a, a female and know that like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Or if they've helped me here, mm-hmm. I can do it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I would also say with community, I think so oftentimes people, people try to, I don't want to say do too much, but they try to reach too many people. And, you know, whether it's the community, uh, you know, online, social media, or in your you know, backyard, it's like, how can I meet them? How can I reach the masses? And it's, it's not so much the masses, because I think sometimes when you try to be uh, everything to everyone, you dilute the effort and kind of the impact you're making. So for me, I, I, I personally think that, you know, small community, even if, even if you can em- empower and impact, you know, one person, three people, it's like, those people will then be, you know, these little champions to go out, continue to change, and other people will see them. And it's like, the ripple effect that p- those people are now going to be inspired by that one person. And then the next person is going to be inspired by their action. So, you know, I, I do really feel like it's, it's, when looking at community, it could be also look at through the lens of how can I do this from a more quality standpoint versus quantity and kind of really focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily focusing on the volume of how much we're doing because we can really become stretched thin. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it just becomes overwhelming and then you start to resent it. And at the end of the day, that's, that's not, that's not what every, no one wants to be in that position. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. And sometimes I'm that yes person where I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, 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 yes. And even my husband's like, Jack, why did you say yes? I'm like, it's because it's what I do. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's okay to say no, you know? So it's, I think that people, you know, it's okay to say no. It's, it's awkward and it feels weird. But, you know, once you start saying no and saying no to the right things and yes to the right things, you'll be, you know, I think that people are just way more happy and, you know, able to focus on kind of what's most important to them. Absolutely. And I think even a lot through this uh, pandemic, we've been able to see a lot more things kind of fizzle out that just kept us so mm-hmm. busy. Um, I don't know, can, kind of came back to just more of like um, slowing things down a bit. And yes. I don't know, can you speak to that even, you know, from a woman who I know goes, 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 goes to not traveling and being on a plane mm-hmm. a lot. Um, do you see like a silver lining from all of this that you've learned something that can just, I don't know, encourage other people at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny. This, I, I joke around and I say, I have not been home this, this length of time since I was in college. Um, in my first job and now this job, I, I, I'm on planes at least, you know, every two weeks or so, sometimes more than that. So um, for me, I've always been home part home and then, you know, on planes most of the time. And, you know, obviously because of the pandemic, I was forced to slow down and I was forced to be home for a very long period of time, live here, but also work here. And for me, you know, um, people that know me is I'm always used to being in motion. And the reality is I I've, have lived my life like this. And Jackie, you obviously know that um, I grew up with your brother-in-law and sister-in-law, like they, they, they're, if they're listening to this, like they're laughing, being like, yep, Gwen was always in everything, you know, leader of everything. Like I was always <laughs> doing something. And I think for me, it's, I, I heard this before and I was like, God, it's so true, which is we're human beings, not human doings. 
And I think that for me, I spent so much of my time in my life doing, whether it's for work or personal or out with friends or seeing families, but I'm so used to being in constant motion. And for me, the pandemic and being quarantined and Massachusetts did did an excellent job um, flattening the curve and kind of controlling it up here. But, you know, we were, we were, we were inside, you know, for, for a long period of time. Um, And, um, and, and for me, the thing that, you know, kind of most stuck, stood out is that, you know, I was able to have that pause. Um, so taking a pause, taking an inventory of what actually makes me happy, how I want to spend my time and, you know, being okay with not doing anything, like just being at home and reading a book on a Sunday. Like I just found so much life in that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, to just, I love that you said embrace change and, and also looking for opportunities to, um, to kind of just reflect and, and sit back. Cause when you are like Gwen and you go, 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 and maybe you're raising your hand and you're like, oh, yeah, that's me. And, uh, or maybe you know Gwen and you're like, she sat back and relaxed and read a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that's something to be said though, and just embracing change in a different way. Because I know you talked about embracing change and being the, the wave makers and all and kind of moving, moving, moving. But there's also something to be said for the mm-hmm. pause and and just allowing life to just catch up a little bit. And I always think about this way, like on a run. I know you're a runner yeah. too. But um, when I start a run, it's either my mind is like um, – you know, not ready to be running. And it's like, Oh God, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and, or it's the opposite where my body has to catch up with my mind. My mind's ready to go, but my body's like still kind of, you know, sore waking mm-hmm. up, you know? Um, so I think sometimes that's just life. Sometimes we're ahead. Sometimes we need to catch up, but finding that balance um, and embracing change in that way uh, is pretty, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. It's uh, I heard um, this, I, I'm part of a, um... I have like a biz, it's a business coach and they had a little event and he, and it said, um, you know, don't let this pandemic end without being changed. Like we're all going to be changed. Like, how do you want to be changed? And I thought that was such a good question to ask myself and like really start to think of like, how do I want to be changed? And I think for me, the biggest change was looking for the pause, being okay with the pause and like actually, you know, finding value in that and, and looking at how kind how can I do that? Not just on a weekend, but like throughout my day. No, I, I love that. I think a lot of times when we feel guilty to pause, oh, right? Absolutely. Like, I think there's a sense of guilt or even shame of just like, oh my gosh, like I didn't, you know, get this, this, and this done. Um, I could be doing those mm-hmm. things or I could be doing this. And we all have that list. You guys, we all have a list of to do mm-hmm. like it's long, Absolutely. <laughs> but putting it in like, Gwen said, like you, you nailed it, like carving out that time to benefit you. And maybe that's that quiet time in the morning or like Abby on the last podcast talked about just making like a true Sabbath, like a day of just like rest and like turning phones off or, or maybe it's like a time limit on your phone or whatever it might be that gets you kind of just kind of catch up with life and your thoughts and kind of take inventory of the things that you're, you're looking at. Like you said, Gwen, like you touched on taking inventory, even of the things around you, like, okay, where in my day um, can I empower women or be a light in my community or support other people? Like if I'm going to do this cause and it doesn't necessarily have to be supporting women, that's your passion, passion about, but maybe it's supporting your local business or maybe it's supporting something, um, 
you know, your local food pantry or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, however big or small across the ocean it, it is. Um, I think we can all, I don't know, taking inventory of how that can become important, the quality, like what is important. And I, I don't know, I've, I've, I'm really inspired just to sit down um, tomorrow morning and just like vision that thing, that thing that, you know what, I do all of these things. What can I focus on just today that I'm going to do or what I want to focus on for mm-hmm. this month? And, and maybe it's um, and not necessarily something um, for others, but maybe it's really just knowing, okay, I need to set a routine to be mm-hmm. healthy. Like, what is that exercise mm-hmm. look like for me? What is my strength? Um, because that really helps me to release the stress or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, I don't know. Can you speak to that? What's a thing that I guess kind of releases that stress when you are taking that pause? Yeah. Uh, so a couple things um, you had made mention around like, what's that one thing? Uh, there's there's an excellent book actually called The One Thing by Gary Keller, who is one of the founders of Keller Williams Real Estate. And in it, the whole notion around the one thing is, what is the one thing that I can do that if done, everything else will kind of like follow? Um, And I'm paraphrasing, but but think of it as like a domino effect of like, to your point, Jackie, like if I work out, I know I will feel better. I'll show up better. I will probably make better, you know, healthy decisions around what I'm eating throughout the day. It's like, what's that one thing that if I do that, it sets that domino effect of like everything else. Um, For, for me, it's, it's funny. I, I always said that I never had a routine. I said the only things that were routine in my life were that I drink coffee every day, usually about four cups in the morning. And sounds like a lot, but if you actually measure out a cup, you'd be surprised that it's pretty much two, two cups in one mug. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the two constants and two parts of my routine is that I, I drink coffee every day and I wake up at 5 a.m. That's literally the only thing that's, quote, normal or routine in my life. And, and it's because of me living on planes and, you know, traveling so often that that was the only thing that was like kind of constant. And because of the pandemic, because of working from home, because of living and working in one place, I've, I've had to start to reframe my routine and actually develop a routine to almost keep me sane, but keep me inspired and kind of core to like who I truly am. And for me, it's in the morning. I, I love my mornings. I think if any, my most favorite time of the day is 6am. If I can be outside, see the sunrise, the whole world is just still sleeping. That's my most favorite time. So quiet time in the morning for me just fills me up before I kind of take on the day. Um, there's a lot to be said about doing activity and physical activity in the morning. I used to be like that. Uh, I, I still do that sometimes, but not as often. It's more of an after, after work activity. Um, and then throughout the day, uh, I build in pauses. And I anyone who uses Google Calendar to manage their day, it sounds crazy, but I every hour of my day is typically planned or at least like color coded (laughs) that way I can see, okay, where am I taking pauses throughout the day? Where am I doing my physical activity? Where am I doing my professional development? And then of course, where's my time for everyone else. And, you know, for me, just doing those things, uh, it's allowed me to have, I can control what I can control, right. In a time where nothing Mm -hmm. is in our control right now. So for me, it's, it's been wildly helpful. And I think, you know, by listening to podcasts, you know, things like that, like what we're doing today, Jackie, it's like, these are things that just like inspire people to want to make a change today, but also like start again tomorrow. And I think so many times people think of like, oh God, I couldn't do that. Or I, oh, I'd love to, you know, 
maybe not run a marathon, but just start running, like just take one step. And if you don't do it today, start again tomorrow. If you go two days and you run and the next day you don't run, don't beat yourself up the next day, start again. So I, I think that there is power in that routine, but there's also power to know that like, just because it's the routine at the time, doesn't mean that it can't change based upon how you're thinking and feeling at that moment. Wow. Wow. That's just so good. You're absolutely right. And I, I think there's a, a couple of things that you hit on, like just education over and over just keeps ringing out in my head when, <laughs> and when we, when we've talked and had this conversation, just education, like if you just finding, um, educating yourself on, you know, becoming, I don't know, I guess, I guess wherever you're, you're going, whatever direction you're heading, just at showing others that you can do it and educating yourself so that you can help others is powerful. And then pausing to make decisions or pausing in your day. Like you said, the morning, the sun, I totally get that because I love the sun, the sunrise, sunset. Like mm-hmm. That is my thing. I love both those golden hours. Um, they are just oh, so refreshing and fuel my soul like 100%, whether it's with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine <laughs> or whatever. It's, it's so good. And it just reminds me to, and it reminds me to help me to reflect. I don't know if there's something in that, but, um, as a writer and, and things, I just love to like write in the morning on the mm-hmm. sun is rising or, or sun setting. It just makes me reflect on the day and, and things like that. And just celebrate things in the day. I know a lot of times we can get down and we don't necessarily focus on the celebration of each mm-hmm. thing, but there's a lot to be celebrated. And you mentioned a lot of things in here, several things in here that we can celebrate, um, you know, and, and get behind too. So I love how you even said like, your frustration fuels you to be the change, Gwen. And I think a lot of people, you know what, they are frustrated about a lot of things in this life, in this world, and in particular, maybe in their own niche or whatever they're dealing with. Um, but I think allowing God to say, okay, like here's, or allowing yourself to say, okay, God, like here's my frustration, help me to fuel it, to be the mm-hmm. change and to flip it and to be the positivity, to be the light, like start that ripple effect. Like, I mean, it led you to, to um, flying kites. It led you to starting your own startup business and really just um, making something your own, that which you wanted to do from the start, those little like heart desires that have just been kind of been your guide. Like, oh yeah, I did want to do that. Okay. I'm going to do that. You know, letting um, it fuel you to be the change, like into startup organizations. And I wouldn't be surprised, Gwen, just after listening to this, that you start up your own um, organization to empower women <laughs> it's, because you're so good at that. And I just really appreciate that wholeheartedly. I do. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, it's, I've been reading a lot around kind of, um, kind of stepping into like what you're designed to do and kind of, you know, when you, when you say yes to what you're meant to do and kind of the path you're supposed to take, like opportunity just starts coming. Uh, it's called uh, synchronicity. And uh, mm. I, I started to read about it because I've been, it's just been coming up a lot. And I'm like, gosh, I know. I think that's like, I, I think it's like, even like this conversation, honestly, I was so happy when you reached out to me and I, I've done podcast interviews before and, and they're fun, but you know, and I, I, I literally sell all day long. So I'm talking to people all day long, but <laughs> you know, it's still scary. You know, I talk a million miles a minute, so I had to make sure I slowed down and it's, you know, these opportunities and having these conversations that, you know, I feel most, I feel most fulfilled. And if I can keep mm. doing that, I think that I'm bringing my true self and really doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. And that's, that's what kind of like makes me excited every day. Yeah. And I, 
I, I love that you said that. Like if you just following, you do you, right? <laughs> like I think if you seek the road less traveled, I, I think it just dawns on me and like just thinking about it now, like if I'm looking at this, this phrase, seek out the road less traveled, it really, I think for me, that just defines what you said. Like seek out your own path. Like the road less traveled doesn't mean like it's like the not popular one. It means you do you, like find your own path. Like the road less traveled does not have to necessarily be like everybody else. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like this, like far off thing, Mm -hmm. but you're doing you, that is the road less traveled. If you're following those little things, like you said, that fill you up and and just, you know, that it just sinks into what you're meant to do, then that's awesome. Then you should be doing that. You know, then that feels good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Gwen, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming and bringing your truth bombs and changing life-changing perspectives, not only to empower women, but others. And I just know that we are all going to be encouraged by paying attention to those little small details around us when to shift and pivot and those hinge moments to to take on, um, to not be afraid and to take on something bigger than ourselves. And knowing that you did it, we can all do it. Um, and trust that it will just guide us onward to the bigger picture of what we are meant to step into. Absolutely. So thanks so much, Gwen, for coming Yeah, on. thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And I really enjoyed waking up and having coffee with you this morning. Oh my gosh, you're the best. I'm so glad we got to do yeah. this. This is so fun. Everyone, everyone's going to be like, you had Gwen on? Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'm so excited to share that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll catch up Absolutely. Soon. Thanks, Jackie. Wait, hang on. I want you to know that you are so important and I love your feedback. I do a lot of talking and writing and there's no better way to keep the conversation going than hearing from you. Yes, you. If you go to jackiebrindle.wixsite.com, you can comment, email, and subscribe. It's a great way for us to stay connected and for you to have a library full of encouraging content made with a purpose to help drive your life in a positive direction. That's Jackie Brindle, J-C-K-I-E, Brindle, B-R-I-N-D-L-E, dot Wix site slash my site dot com. Now there's a mouthful. Now go there. Now. Yes. Now. And be encouraged. <laughs>